The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in this hill city, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of his hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he has made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. As you have just heard, we have before us today on this, the fourth and final Sunday in the season of Advent, the Magnificat, which recently I heard referred to as the very first Christmas carol. The Magnificat is that song that is gorgeously written and sung by Mary in response to the news that she will give birth to the Son of God. You likely are familiar with it, and you may even know much of it by heart from the Holden evening service, which we use here at St. Philip the Deacon during the season of Lent. You know that moment when after the solo voice sings of the Annunciation and we stand and we join our voices together? Some of you were singing along, weren't you? I could hear you, I could hear my colleagues. You know the words. My soul proclaims your greatness, O God, and my spirit rejoices in you. That is the Magnificat, Mary's song of praise and thanksgiving, her hymn of joy and hope. As full of promise as the Magnificat is, praise, thanksgiving, joy, and hope were most likely not Mary's first reactions to the announcement from the angel Gabriel. 
To be fair, the Bible doesn't say exactly what condition Mary was in emotionally when she went to the home of Zechariah and Elizabeth, but given her physical condition, it's reasonable to assume that she went, as the Bible says, in haste, because she was filled with confusion and uncertainty, and in all likelihood, she was filled with great fear as well. I mean, think about it. She had been visited by an angel. That doesn't just happen every day. And then on top of that, the angel's announcement that she, Mary, was to give birth to the promised savior of the world, that news would leave any one of us overwhelmed, if not terrified, but how much more so for this very young girl. When Gabriel departed, Mary was left pregnant unmarried, and alone. Although the Bible records just one, she must have been filled with all kinds of questions. How can this be? Why me? Who can understand what is about to take place? What will happen to me? Where do I go? What do I do now? Mind you, None of that makes her an unwilling servant, not her concern or her questions or even her fear. It is quite possible, after all, to say, as Mary did, here I am, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word, and still be frightened, as Mary was. These words of C.S. Lewis would have resonated with Mary. We are not necessarily doubting that God will do the best for us. We are wondering how painful the best will be. We must understand the child that Mary was bringing into the world was so much more than a harmless, innocent, cherubic babe lying in a manger aglow with candlelight and angel light. Alistair Begg said of the night of Jesus' birth, this moment changed everything. This night, heaven broke into earth. This was a night of glory and terror and pain and majesty and awe, all centered on the Son of God in human form, taking his very first breath, crying his very first cry, invading earth to save his people. I am reminded of a conversation between Susan and Mr. Beaver in the Chronicles of Narnia. Mr. Beaver says, Aslan is a lion, the lion, the great lion. Oh, said Susan, I'd thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe. But he's good. He's the king, I tell you. The babe in Mary's womb, the baby in the manger whose birth we celebrate tomorrow, isn't safe either. 
His ministry turned the world upside down and threatened the status quo. His ministry shook the very foundations upon which lives were built. His ministry challenged, even threatened, what people thought they knew to be good and right and true. Mary was right to be terrified. And that terror is precisely what sent her hurrying to the home of a trusted relative, bringing with her the news that she herself could hardly have begun to absorb, much less understand, and along with it, all of the questions and the uncertainties in her heart. Now, we do not have benefit of a complete transcript of the conversation between Mary and Elizabeth, so we don't know exactly what Mary said to her when she arrived, but whatever it was, we do know that in response, the child in Elizabeth's womb leapt, confirming the lordship of the child in Mary's womb. And then, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she spoke words, and not just any words, but powerful, effective words. Words that not only inspired Mary, to see that what God was stirring up in her, though perhaps frightening, was in fact a fulfillment of the promise of our good God to Abraham and his descendants. But also her words drew from Mary's lips this song. My soul proclaims your greatness, O God. My spirit rejoices in you. You have looked with love on your servant here and blessed me all my life through. Do you see? It's like this remarkable reversal. The spirit-filled words of Elizabeth pointed Mary to the promises of God and to their fulfillment, giving Mary a way to think about, a way to experience, a way to live into the sometimes unsettling and frightening but always good work of our God. Mary's confusion, her questioning heart and her fear were transformed by the promise of God into a song so relevant and so contemporary that we not only know of it, but sing it still today well over 2,000 years later. Martin Luther said of Mary and the Magnificat, she sang it not for herself alone, but for all of us to sing it after her. Listen once again to Mary's words. This comes a little bit later in her song. The mighty one has done great things for me. And then she goes on to list those great things. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Do you hear? The mighty one is doing great things and the entire world order is being turned upside down and inside out. The proud are being scattered, the lowly lifted, the hungry filled, and the rich sent away empty. 
When you stop to really listen to what God is doing, it's difficult to know if one should sing or run the other direction. But as Elizabeth said, blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And blessed are you who believe that God is at work in the world, restoring and reconciling all of creation to its original divine intention. And blessed are you who believe that God is stirring something up in you to fulfill his promises for the good of the world. My prayer for you this Christmas is that whatever it is that God is stirring up in you, that that would drive you to your knees in awe of the great and mighty things he's doing for and through you, and then lift you to your feet to do them, and finally draw from your lips your song of thanks and praise. In the name of Jesus, amen.